thankful because what touches the world and kills them <coughs> the bacteria that reside in the side inside of man that killed the world the acids the diseases the cancers do not kill us but they burn on the inside by the fire of the anointing start with that this morning because i want to tell somebody that there is no disease or sickness that can stay in your body with this level of velocity or intensity there is so much power oozing through us as a family and most times we will not know how much power is oozing through us as a family until we until we put our hands on something you know the days when they anoint not the days when the anointing the day we're still in those days but please you permit me to say this when the anointing is so heavy in a place i can feel it like that tonight so wherever you are I know that the anointing is working for you. Are you back from holiday now? Should I? Okay, so you want to come and read the Bible then? So, I start on that note today. Again, if you ask me why we're praying, I believe this is the way that the Connect family will start the year 2021. Laying a foundation of prayer and word. Just praying in the Holy Ghost. Not asking for nothing, but asking God to fill us with the knowledge of his will. So, as we discussed yesterday and we'll do again today, laying the foundations of prayer. I thought it best to start with that because that was what was laid on my heart. Another thing that's laid on my heart is this. What helps us to pray continuously? Like PT wrote in the nation family this, this morning, I believe. Make sure your love zone is clean. As we began to pray today, I began to say things like, love is working in me. I believe in love. Because love is God and God is love. I repent for anywhere I stepped out of love. I do that to make sure that there is nothing hindering my prayer life, my word life. And if I quickly, if the Holy Spirit quickly highlights an area in which that wasn't love, 
I'm quickly going to correct myself so that I can remain at the cutting edge of the word and then number two, have the firepower of prayer. So when you come to a prayer place like this, or you come to a prayer season like this, or you're trying to develop a prayer life, the, the entry port to prayer, remember we said this yesterday, is love. We began to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, and we began to see that it first of all starts with follow the way of love. We were talking about prayer yesterday. Excuse me. But it starts with follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Then it gets to, for he who prays in an unknown tongue does not speak to people but to God. We're going to go a bit deeper into that today, have a few different translations in which we read. And then we'll go back into the place of prayer. But for us to establish what we need to establish this year, I know that the two key instruments, like every other year, will be prayer and word. So many times, Jesus would turn to the disciples and say to them, "Let the let the let us let you open your ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church." So what are we doing? We're actually making ourselves available to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So I know that these times will be would actually be um, will actually be um, followed by encounters, encounters of 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 what angels are currently doing in the realm of the spirit. Encounters of what is in store for us this year and in years to come. So others will say, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but we can see tomorrow today. That's just not my head knowledge. When God walks with men, what we have seen in times past, when God walked with Abraham, he showed Abraham what would happen to the children of Israel in years to come. So we know that the plan and purposes of God, he reveals to his men. So why, when the Connect family and friends and, and the whole nation family joins together to pray, we know that we are setting ourselves up and positioning ourselves to know what God wants to do in the coming days, the coming months, the coming weeks, the coming years. So it is almost like we have switched dimensions. We have switched dimensions from the dimension of flesh, in quote, to the dimension of the spirit. 
So if you still find yourself actually trying to effort your way into the things of the spirit, check your love life. It's not supposed to be that hard. You know, I realize even though people can try to pray, they're carrying the burdens of a day into that place of prayer and they refuse to let it go. But the scriptures say, this is where we'll start from, Hebrews chapter 11. The scriptures say, he who comes to God must believe that he is. The first principle, he who comes to God must believe that he is. And now, let me tell you this. When you see an important person in your life, right, you hold them in high regard, no matter how you're feeling, because you know that this person cannot see you in a certain light, you quickly fix up yourself. And, so, and even if everything is wrong, you actually just say, you actually just make sure it looks as if nothing is wrong. Whether that is right or wrong doesn't matter. It is just that there is a regard for that person and the way that you have to see, you way them want them to see them. There are people that they do not allow to come in to see the to see royalty with a certain demeanor. When you go to royalty, what actually happens is they train you how to behave, how to address royalty. They train you on the mannerisms that you must have. That even if you're unhappy, by force you must smile. That is what happens when you go to royalty. But then the scripture says that he who comes to God. So, so guess what happens? If, if royalty must be treated like that, how much more when we come into the arena of God must we actually be able to put ourselves together, not to hide our faults, but to actually present ourselves to God. He who comes to God must believe. So you see people, when they come to place of prayer, they're carrying weights of yesterday. But the weight of yesterday is supposed to be dropped the minute you get into the place of prayer because that is a place of faith. You cannot carry a weight of the world into the weight of the word. Because guess what you will do? You will mix both. And the encounters that you're meant to receive, you will not receive because you're too fixated on the things that you have, you have been through in the, in the time of day. So God cannot get through to you and the burdens will not be relieved. See, so guess what we do? Someone says, well, I try, I don't know how to do that. Da, 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 da. So look, this is what you do. You actively tell yourself, love is working in me. You say it to yourself. Because otherwise, you know, David had to get to a place, right? Where he had to tell himself, praise the Lord, oh my soul. The soul is on the inside. It's the place of emotions. But he had to tell the soul to praise the Lord because he understood that sometimes the soul runs wild. 
and it does contrary to what you want to do. The place of emotion sometimes does not want to be dragged into the place of oneness with the spirit. But you first of all speak out. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. So he speaks to the soul to conform the soul to what the spirit is doing. Because most times there can be two different activities taking place in one man. I'll show you another scripture where he says, why are you downcast my soul? <laughs> Imagine a man who the making of a man is, is, a, is a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. The makeup of a man. But this man understands that these three things can function differently per time. When you want to pray, your body, wants, your eyes want to see Netflix. Your soul is upset. But guess what happens? You begin to conform through the word by, via your mouth. Everything into the pattern of God. That's why David had to say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So you're not going to stop me from entering into the place of prayer because of how you feel. You're actually, I'm actually going to enter into the place of prayer. So sometimes you're, you're, you're kick-starting, you're kick-starting, you're kick-starting. It doesn't really feel, that it's, I, you see me, I, look, I'll just tell my body, look, I'm, I'm here. So whatever you want to do, we're not moving, we're here. And I'm just praying in the spirit. And it doesn't feel like I'm going to last long. But I stay praying. You know what I say to myself? You see, let me tell you flesh. The spirit is about to take over. If I can position myself long enough. I'm showing the spirit, I'm sitting here until you come. That's why sometimes our prayer lives take a, a few hours. Because you've chucked so much rubbish during the day that you shut the spirit out. You spoke so much that love, well, you stepped out of love. So now you've got to now, and you're there sitting there. Your body's saying, come on now, boy, this thing is it's not today. Try again tomorrow. You say, nope. How long do you want to sit here for? As long as it takes. You have work in the morning. Well, then I'd rather work now. Therefore, let us labor to enter into his rest. This is also this is also work, so I'm gonna work now. All kinds of things will try to move you from the place because they feel you will feel like the spirit is not really it's not really working with you today. But that's not true. The spirit is ready and available, but what you've got to first of all do is you've got to first first of all press through the flesh parts that you've etched throughout the day. Mm. You've got to 
press through. If I'm a worshiper and I want to begin to download songs of heaven, it's not going to be, again, I don't want to pull it in time. But I'm trying to use time to show you that sometimes you first of all got to press through the thoughts and the, the battles of the day. So you've got to press through. That's why sometimes if you wanna if you if you wanna really really download some word, and I've said this yesterday, but I'm back here again, you first of all have to you have to pray in the spirit for a while so that you can hear clearly. He um he that comes to God. And that then takes us to the establishments or the foundations of prayer that one must be convinced about. He that comes to God. You have him. Yes, Go for it. Hebrews 11 from verse 5. Mm -hmm. By faith, Enoch yeah. was taken away yeah. so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Mm -hmm. For before he was taken, he had this testimony yeah. that he pleased God. That he pleased God. Go for it. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Mm -hmm. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Number one thing, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So guess what happens? The Bible says whatever is not of faith is sin. whatsoever is not of faith is sin so someone does not have to commit fornication in order to commit a sin it is anything that is done outside of faith so if i do something according to the realm of logic that is outside of the faith realm god considers it in my life as sin if i do think so what i always say and i will always repeat this to you because i will say it until it sinks in, until if I try to calculate how much I can give based on what I do, that is the realm of logic. It is not of faith. But death, but there's a there's a there's a flip to that. What I do can be based on faith. Do you get what I'm saying to you? So what I do maybe can be based on faith, and then therefore the, the estimation of what I can do financially can actually it is also from faith. Do you get what I'm saying to you? So people then do this thing where they want to live by logic in God. But God says, the only way to please me is to, it is faith. <laughs> Whatever is not of faith, by, it is, by faith, it's, without faith, it is impossible to please God. What is prayer? A demonstration of faith. Why? Because you are praying to something that someone that you cannot see. So the logical man does not pray. He does not pray because he cannot see why he needs to pray. He thinks that it is better to work than to pray. Because he can see the result of what he has worked for. But a man of faith understands that prayer is needed. Because prayer would also reveal your work to you. Remember, we have to also know that James will later enlighten us on this revelation that faith without works is dead. 
Do you understand that? So I'm not talking about faith without works. But it first of all says that faith is the place where works actually come from. Do you get what I'm saying? So if I have faith for a million, there is a work that will go with that faith. So it is not the fact of just faith alone. It is faith with works. But before faith with works, there must be faith. So guess what we do? We establish faith in the prayer place. Let's read on. For he who comes to God. He who comes to him. Why does he come to him? Because he has faith. So he says, he who comes to God, yeah. Must believe that he is. Uh Uh-huh. I love that. He said he must believe that he is. He says, it is not that you will see that he is. It is that you will believe that he is. So I've always said to you, people say seeing is believing. But I tell people that believing is seeing. So what I work on more is not my eyesight, but my belief system. So I establish the things that we believe. So I realize my role in everything we do, if I hear a word from PT, I don't need to come and preach another religion, uh, uh, revelation. What I actually need to preach to you is the fundamentals of the things that we believe. Because he who comes to God must believe that he is. So guess what that proves to me? It proves to me that things are a heart matter and not the fact that you showed up. Because people can come but not believe. Do you understand that? In fact, most of the children of Israel came. But the Bible tells us that the reason why they died in the wilderness is because the words that they heard was not mixed with faith. So guess what happens? You hear word, but it, it goes through a mixture called faith. But that's another day. So he says here that he who comes to God must believe that he is and what? And that he is a rewarder. Ah, oh. I love that. So if I were you, I would put one of the job descriptions of God that he is a rewarder. Uh, don't forget that, you know. Just in case you forget in case you're too busy trying to reward yourself. Don't forget that he who comes to God must believe that he is, and as you are believing that he is, believe that he is also a rewarder. So I don't want to carve out a reward for myself because there is God the rewarder. So when I call on God, I must remember that he is also a rewarder. Don't ever leave that outside of his job description. Don't ever leave that out of the things that he accomplishes in the life of men. So there are certain things that I I do and there are certain things that God rewards me for. So he can reward me for the word that I deliver because a, a, a laborer is worthy of his wages. But that's not a reward, that's something for work. Reward is actually something that you get even though you don't deserve it. It is a reward, not wages. I love the definition of reward if we have. There are gifts, but then there are rewards. There are wages, there are gifts, and then there are rewards. You know what a reward is, right? You know, like if you're in a workplace 
They give you your salary, but then you can get a reward. I need the definition so that I can explain this clearer to you. But, so we must understand that there are different tiers in the kingdom. There's the tier of wages, there's the tier of gifts, and then there's the tier of rewards. Go for it. The fruit of men's labor or works. The fruit of men's labor. So man, oh my days. So someone comes to God, he believes that he is, and he is rewarded for coming. Do you get that? Because it is the fruit of what you did. You are rewarded. It is a reward. So he said the fruit of man's labor, yes? All works. All works. So faith without works is dead. But he says when you actually have faith, and you work, it is not wages, it is reward. Are you hearing me tonight? It is not, it is not wages, it is you are being rewarded for having faith and working. There is a difference whereas somebody will go to work and receive a salary. That's not their reward. Because it was a company that hired you in the first place. That work that you had did not come out of faith. But there is a work that comes out of faith that God will reward you for. So that's why some people, will, you will see them go beyond their salary because God is rewarding them. Read on. If there's any other definition, if there's not, then we'll go back. Yes, Say like Hebrews chapter 11. Yes, okay. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Mm. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So what do you call this? Day after day, praying, word, praying, word. Is, it is diligently seeking. But when we diligently seek, he said he's a rewarder of those. So there's an exclusive group. Reward is what? The fruit of man's labor. What is man's labor? To seek. It is to seek. So when we sit down like this and we pray and we're seeking God and we're seeking God, then there is a reward of knowledge. Remember I said the opposite of having is knowing. So in the world they acquire, in the, in the, in the, in the kingdom we know. That's how God rewards man. But that knowledge doesn't mean that you will just have knowledge. It means that you will become fruitful in what you know. Let me even bring it to the world. The richest in the world today are not rich because they worked hard. They are rich because of what they know. Do you get what I'm saying to you? It is information that made these guys different from the rest of their competitors. So they call these things, things like trade secrets. That's what they say. So people are looking for people's trade secrets because if they have that information, they will be like, they would have an advantage over other competitors. So when we begin to speak about things like knowledge, 
It is actually to tell you that God will begin to reveal certain things to you that will give you an advantage over the competitors that you are with. But he says he rewards those who diligently seek him. I've got one more assignment tonight before we pray. 1 John chapter 2. So remember the first foundation I've established is those who come to God must believe that he is. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. 1 John chapter 2. The, found, the fundamentals of prayer. That's all we're laying. And then we go back to the place of prayer. First John chapter 2, and I'm trying to figure out what scripture I'm looking for here. Mm, I'm thinking it might be a bit too much, too long. 24, let's start from there. No, 20. <laughs> Sorry, guys, 18. Go from verse 18. Dear children, mm. this is the last hour. Mm. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, yeah. even now many Antichrists have come. Mm. This is how we know it is the last hour. Mm. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. Sorry. Go on. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But they Listen. Hear that, you know. For if they had belonged to us. So there are people that belong to you. First of all. That's the first thing. There are people that actually belong to you. You know when you say belong, that's like ownership. They belong to you. So some people walk around. No man owns me. Yeah. That's elementary. There are people that belong to us. And if they belong, they remain. So I realized that there is nothing that you can actually do except if you step out of the light of this gospel that people will actually leave you because they belong to you. I belong to them. I was created for them and they were created for me. So John was telling them, this is how you know that this is the last hour. That if they had belonged to you, they would have remained with you. But we're not even going to focus on that tonight. Go on. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Their going. If, so if they, <laughs> if they leave, it's because they're meant to go. Settle that in your life now, you know. So that you don't think you're inadequate. Say, well, people come, but they leave my life. If they belong to you, they would have remained with you. They, they, they cannot stay unless God has placed them. So, but then you have to also remember that there is a role that you play. If you leave the light of the glorious gospel, then it is you that removed yourself from them. But you have an... Uh, go on. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. This is what I wanted to get out tonight. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. 
This is where we back our prayer tonight. I need you to sit, to sit down and hear this. That you have an anointing from the Holy One. Because if you don't understand the anointing, you will try to struggle through life. But it tells us tonight that you have an anointing from the Holy One, yes? And all of you know the truth. And all of you know the truth. So, it couldn't, there is nothing like I did not know. You have an anointing, and because of that anointing, you know. So, when do people stop knowing? When they step out of the anointing that they carry. They want to cover up a new anointing rather than the anointing that was given to them. So I step out of this position in here and, and try to become a businessman. That is not my anointing. My anointing is that I am gifted and when I open these scriptures, I see differently from everybody else, not because I am perfect, but because I have an anointing. So when do people struggle the most? When they step out of the anointing. Go on. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, mm. but because you do know it. <laughs> so the reason why we write to you, there can be many people that hear me speak, but they may not hear me speak. But you will hear me because you know the truth already. It's already on the inside of you. The scriptures tell us that eternity is written in the heart of man. So when Pixan begins to speak, it is only confirming dreams and visions that you're already having. Because you already know the truth. The minute when, when you notice that what I begin to talk about daily, somebody will then begin to send me what they saw overnight. Or they will begin to send me what they were studying. I write to you because you already know the truth. Not because you don't know it. Because you know the truth. And because no lie comes from the truth. Uh -huh. Go on. Who is the liar? Is it whoever denies that Jesus is the Christ? Mm. Such a person is the Antichrist, mm. denying the Father and the Son. Go for it. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Mm -hmm. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Yeah. As for you, mm. see that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. He's not talking about the beginning of your life. He's talking about the beginning of since the foundations of the earth were laid. Because you were there in the beginning. God actually created you when he created Adam. He said male and female, he created he them. So there were male and females existing, but God had released agents per time for a certain assignment. So the it is not by accident that what scripture? First John chapter 2. So it is not by accident that it is not by accident that you are actually in a, you are actually born at the time that you've been born. It is not an accident that you were created for this time. He said, see that what you have heard from the beginning. So when you see a pastor Sam and you bump into him for the first time, he's actually preaching the words that you have heard from the beginning. And that is why you can yield to those words because God has spoken those words to you from the beginning of time. 
I am only coming to remind you what God has spoken to you from the beginning. So when man begins to switch over into a spiritual dimension, God begins to show him visions that he's already seen before in a previous life. This is what God does with man. So the worst thing for man to do is remain in a state of flesh because it will be controlled according to the body. This man will think that he's 25 years old, but he is way older than that. He was with God from the beginning. <laughs> he was with God from the beginning and God began to speak to that man in the cool of the day. So what God is trying to do is actually call you up to a higher level. When he spoke to John in the beginning, he said, John said, I was on the island of Patmos for the sake of the word. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And the spirit said to me, come up here. When come up here was to remind him of words that God had implanted in him from the beginning of time. Read them. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. Mm. And this is what he promised us, eternal life. Mm. I am writing these things to you. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. Mm. As for you, mm. the anointing you received from him remains in you. You and see that? The anointing you receive remains in you, but what does it do? And you do not need anyone to teach you. Did you hear that? Someone says, I just need a, a mentor to teach me. Be mentored by the anointing first. And then you will find out that you will teach man. But he says, the anointing that is in you, if it remains in you, you will not need anybody to teach you. Now, does that mean that we don't believe in mentorship? You know we believe in mentorship. But I am baffled by the scripture because it said you will not need anyone to teach you because the anointing will teach you. So I said to them today, I said, you see what happened? It's almost like in a new mode, the same thing that happened in Zuriel is happening again. Why? The anointing. It is the anointing. It is not man. So people pick up business plans, but I understand the anointing. The anointing, you know, me, if it is not anointed, I can't focus on it. I'm telling you, I would want to, I'll just figure out oh, this is long. Because the anoint, I don't have the anointing to do it. I'm not anointed to do that. So as much as I would try out this thing, it could be a billion dollar industry. But I won't be able to learn it because the anointing is not teaching me it. But there are industries that I enter, enter into and there can be nobody better than me in that industry because I am anointed to do it. I need you to understand the anointing. It is the anointing that provides the focus. I don't want to spend too much time on it tonight. The anointing you receive from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. Go on. But as his anointing teaches you about all things. Uh, did you see that? It didn't say about the word of God. 
He said, as his anointing teaches you about all things. God, <laughs> I don't think you understand how powerful that scripture is. So what teaches me about all things? The anointing I've received. So why would I not abandon the anointing? If I'm an apple, I'm in finance, I'm going to be operating under the anointing because it will teach me about all things. It is not just the thing called um, prayer. It is all things. So I don't know if uh, finance is outside of all things. It's inside of all things. This one's trying to learn, trying to learn by, by, by head knowledge. Me, I will learn by the anointing because the anointing won't teach me what the world is doing. The anointing will teach me what I ought to be doing. But as he is, as his anointing teaches you about all things, go on. And as the anointing is real, mm. not counterfeit. And as it is real, not counterfeit or temporary. Let's look at a different translation on just that one scripture as we begin to pray. Why did I feel like I needed to tell you about the anointing tonight? Because the Bible says the anointing will teach you all things. I've told you what the anointing is, the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus began to say, and when I have left, I will send another helper who will teach you in all things, the anointing. The anointing you have received, New King James Version says, the anointing you have received, I need you to get that New King James Version for me. Go for it. But the anointing which you have received from him yeah. abides in you. But it abides in you. The anointing which you have received from him, it abides in you, yes? And you do not need that anyone teach you. You do not need that anyone teach you because the anointing abides in you. So if, I'm the, if I am in the psychological field, I actually don't need that anybody teach me because the anointing abides in me. And I realize that I will get more results than people who have been around for years. You know what truly amazes me is that in all the institutions in the world and all the resources they have, they don't know how to find young urban people in local communities. It amazes me. But the anointing will teach you in all things. So you knew how to do it before they know how to do it because of the anointing. Go on. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, uh -huh. and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, yeah. you will abide in him. Mm. Any other translation okay. and then go for it. As for you, mm. the anointing, the special gift, the preparation... <laughs> Remember I spoke to you earlier this morning about the game changer. The anointing, the special gift, the preparation. Go on. Which you received from him. He said the preparation which you received from him. So someone says, I'm not prepared. I don't need to be. I have the anointing. Do you think I prepare for, for word? It is the anointing that teaches you in all things. So the only man that can teach you is the man that has the anointing because it is the anointing teaching you. It is not the man himself. So it says the preparation, the special gift, the game changer, the anointing. Yeah. Which you received from him uh -huh. remained permanently in you. Go on. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. So how do you take over this year? The anointing. 
That's how you take over. You have no need for anyone to teach you. There are people you're reaching out to that don't, they can't teach you nothing. They can't teach you. They don't have the anointing. It is, it is just that you abandon the anointing to go and listen to people who are dead. They can't teach you anything. What is teaching me? What is teaching me how to walk through 2021? This right here is teaching me. So the, I go back and I listen to the words of PT because I know that is where the anointing lies. And the anointing begins to teach me how to walk through a 2021 and how to know how to, what to do, whatever we need to do. So today, funny enough, it's so funny. Today was such a funny day. Well, and it's not even over, unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever that means. But today I just learned that you're going to realize, you're going to have to realize that your mind cannot comprehend what God can do. You're just going to have to accept it. You know, there are times when you say, yes, this is what we're going to do this year. And it's like, how? The first thing you're going to have to accept is that you cannot comprehend what God can do. If you settle that within yourself, then prayer will be easy for you. Because even inside of prayer, it is, I think Amanda was saying this to me, it's very fleshly still. It's very fleshy. It's like you're praying, but you're in, you know you're in control of that prayer. <laughs> but there's a place where you allow the spirit to minister things to you that blows your mind. That's just that place. He ministers to you. He ministers words to you. And at the beginning, it is intimidating. So, you know, when you appeared to Mary, the angel of God appeared to Mary, she said, how can these things be? So the angel of the Lord appears to you and tells you and shows you, um, shows you things that blow your mind and you think, how can these things be? Me, how? In what capacity? But you know what you just got to accept? I have resolved, I've conceded that I cannot fully fathom or comprehend what God can do. You know, P.T. said, one of the things that you realize is, the more you search out God, the more you realize he's unsearchable. <laughs> you know, certain people have a box for God and that's good for them. But the minute you really try to search out God, you realize there's no end to this being. There's no end to him. So you're looking for an end game, an end goal. Unfortunately, there's none in God. So even when one is 80, you will still be discovered. Imagine there was one, one day that it just dawned on me that raw. Humans really live for a very short time, you know. A 120-year-old life cannot be enough time to figure out the depths of God. I hope you get what I'm trying to say to you. You cannot figure out the depths of God. So I wonder a 21-year-old that tells me, ah, the way life is, how? You can't figure it out. This one is a... I was watching my young man yesterday trying to tell me about trading. I think it's odd. Do you know what odd means? 
it's, it's, it's like, guy, you, if you had known God, you would have known he's like a, he's, he's like a continuum. You can't, you can't figure him out. You, you're trying to figure out something that has been with God since the beginning. You can't figure him out. So what do you do? You open your heart. So the way the, the, way the world works. <laughs> you don't know. It is like saying it is like saying the way the universes are. How? How do you know? So I said, so then that was the words that I heard that I know that okay, loss is coming again. Because what God is trying to get you to understand is that you can't actually figure this out. You can't figure this out. You need, you need, you need, you need a download of what God did from the beginning. It's already on the inside of you. He said, why didn't you just tell us this yesterday? I was tired. (laughs) So when we pray tonight, which is just going to be for a few minutes, The simple prayer is that the Holy Spirit will teach me what I need to know. That's it. That's all you will pray tonight. Do you know what will happen from that? You will will begin to move like you're on autopilot. There are certain things that you will not know why you did it. Or if they asked you to do it again, you wouldn't be able to. Because it wasn't you in the first place. There was an auto, there was a blessing, a machine on the inside of you. So when you think you know how to do something, it told me, that it is still the it is still you but the minute you say when someone asks you how did you do that you're just like oh boy if you asked me to do it again i would not be able to the blessing the anointing on the inside of man it's an autopilot year you know autopilot year so we look at what we've been able to achieve this week we're just thinking how did we get here And it almost looks, sometimes it even just seems like we spend most of our time talking. But it's an autopilot machine working on the inside of a man. It's called the anointing. And that's what I'm desperately trying to teach so that people can understand, not even that people can understand, so that we can understand that as much as we try to do things in our own capacity, and we must continue to try in our own capacity, we have to make room for more oil. So that the anointing can take over. That's our prayer. So it's no longer anointing full on me. You know, it's anointing full on me. It's already in you, my guy. You don't need to follow me. 
even like what is he like one one big guy don't don't get me wrong we're gonna sing it eventually again but you know when say anointing fall on me i don't know what is falling on me it's already the anointing you have received will teach you so listen to the anointing because it's speaking hear it it's teaching you you see that foolish thing that you said no why would i do that that's dumb the anointing why would i do that that's dumb da, 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 da. You, know, you saw no sign to what the anointing was teaching you. So you thought, can't be. But the anointing is trying to teach you. But guess what is interfering with the, the, the knowledge of the anointing? Logic. Flesh. So why would I do that? Why would I, why would I go through that if, if the anointing that teaches you in all things Let's just pray for one minute. Just a one minute prayer. We've prayed tonight. Asking God. For the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Let me give you one more scripture actually. Not going to read it, but I will, I will say it out. It says, and the Spirit would teach you how to profit. It is God who teaches you to profit. I have to read these scriptures to you so that your faith will be ignited. It's God who teaches you to profit. So what are you? You're a student being taught how to do certain things. No longer do we worry about whether there's going to be resources provided or this, that, and the other. I just see tonight, let me say this, I see tonight that there are many things on people's heart to do, but they're thinking, where would the funds come to do this? Don't be capped by money because you have the anointing. Begin to advance towards it. Begin to advance towards it and see things open as you advance towards it. Stop trying to do things on the high end and start from the, the, the low end, in quote. Just start. And watch the anointing teach you. And you advance and take over everything. So one of the things I always teach my guys is we say, oh, we need this, we need that. Well, I, I don't know about what we need, but I know about what we have. So we, we need 10K, but we have one pound. We're going to start from there. Let the anointing teach you how to make one pound 10K. Oh, my days. You let the anointing teach you how to make 100 pounds 100k the anointing no no investment the anointing will teach you to speak to and how to speak to them the anointing so advance 
Go towards whatever your heart has set itself upon. Don't be timid. Don't be shy. Advance. Let the anointing teach you in all things. You know, I, I had to shake off some timidness the other day. I said, why are you, where's the boldness gone? Why are you worrying about what this person will think or what that person will think and this and that? Advance. Because you carry the anointing. As much as you think, you will hear what you will hear what you think, oh yeah, I'm good. But the when you will know whether you're really good is when you start advancing. Because you can be good but still in a stationary position. Then you advance and you take that step, you walk upon the waters. And then all of a sudden when you're walking upon the waters, it's like, oh my day, so we might actually sink. Remember that happened to Peter, right? He heard the word and he started coming. Then he started thinking because the wind blew. Mm, logical people don't prosper. It's not possible. Because guess what your logical whip, the background that you come from. One minute of prayer tonight. The anointing that you have received. Lord, ignite that anointing on the inside of me this year. Strengthen me with might by your spirit in my inner man so that Christ the anointed remember Christ is the anointed one Christ the anointed may dwell on in my inner man through faith in my heart through faith that's the prayer tonight Father strengthen me strengthen the connect family with might strengthen the nation family with might strengthen all the family heads with might in the name of Jesus just for one minute tonight let's just pray as we ask God for the anointing the anointed one to manifest on the inside of us Rikando Shubre and the Liviando Shaliakatoza Bradish, Rikanda Lavabaya, La Brenda Liviata, Lamanda Librinde Shadia Kataya, Rikanda Liviando Subrikandoza Bayataya, Rikanda the Vaya, the Brande Shaliakataya, Lamande Librianda Liata, Rikande Liviando Subriata. We give you praise, Lord. I want you to know something. As we continue after this prayer week, I, I know it's almost like we're going to explode out of the blocks. I've asked you to, to um, write your figure for the year. But now I want you to get ready for what is your first seed going to, what is your first seed of the year going to be? What is your first seed of the year going to be? What is the anointing going to teach you about your giving this year? I understand that there is a yearly target, but what is your first fruit of the year going to be? What is it going to be? What are you going to sow this at the beginning of this year? And I want you to then begin to write it as tomorrow, I believe, not to, yeah, tomorrow midnight, we then pray on that, on that thing. And I just received that in just a moment. So that's what we're going to do tomorrow night. I won't be on at 12 p.m. tomorrow. 
But I will, tomorrow night we'll come after the word and we're going to pray on that. What are we going to do for the beginning of the year? And guess what? For me, the giving style in the connect this year is not going to be end of the month. It is as soon as you're ready to give, you give. That's how it's going to be. It's not going to be like, oh, we're going to, you know that thing, I just reject it now. I just reject it. Are you going to be waiting to an end of the month? As if I wasn't fruitful throughout the whole month. Is at the end of the month I was fruitful. How? I'm fruitful each week. Do you understand that? That's what I'm believing God for. And God is able to bless you abundantly. That you always having can be fruitful towards every good work. So I'm not going to wait to the end of the month to say, oh yeah, I've got my seed for the what's my seed for the end of the month? As soon as I am fruitful, I'm contacting my my um my mobilizer. I'm saying, look, where am I sending this to? End of story. Anything outside of that is whatever. This year it is the year of the spirit. I'm so what we're doing is we're doing things as we are led. As we are led. For some of you, that might be the end of the month. But for some of us, that's got to be weekly. That's got to be daily. It's got to be, look, mm, this is here. Come pick this up, blah, 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 all of that. So I'll leave that with you. I hope you've heard that instruction and I hope it's clear. So somebody doesn't ask when it's given. In, because you know people can do that. Like, and they just wake up tomorrow and just say, when it's given. As in, I didn't just say to you that we're, we're going to be given as soon as we're ready. Uh-huh. As soon as you're ready, you feel it in your heart that this is what God wants me to do this month. I'm ready. Bam. You do it. It's not like, oh, when it's given. So, we're going to do that this month and not this month throughout the year and the reason why is i've just told the guys i'm expecting to do things weekly now i don't want to i don't want to wait for for um end of the month giving i'm expecting to do things weekly and 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 what i expect for the connect family is that god is going to bless you to a place where you're doing things daily so before you've closed your eyes on certain finances another stream of finances has opened up for you that's what I'm expecting for the Connect family this year. That's, that's what I'm holding on to God this year. The way I'm holding, whatever holding on means. Like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, you know, me and God, we're in a gripsing match right now. Not like you can really grips God, but, you know, we're in a, we're in a draping battle right now. You know, I've got God on the ropes. No, please. <laughs> ah. Remember this, what I started with. I believe in love. Love is working in me. I walk in love. I speak in love. Don't be stubborn. You know you spoke to somebody out of love. I mean, outside of love. Go and say, no, I shouldn't have done that. That wasn't right. I shouldn't have. Don't be stubborn. You know, you said, ah, well... You're so lucky that Pisan said that we should go and um, think. Because if Pisan didn't say it, then I wouldn't be apologizing to you right now. Don't do that. Walk in love. Speak in love. Settle matters amongst ourselves civilly. 
I'm not saying that there won't be reason to be upset, but don't carry offense in your heart. Remember, I'm in zero offense zone. That's what we, you know, that's what we 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 declared this morning. So you know me, and no, I'm joking, I didn't really do this, but I was gonna say that I looked through the group and just made sure they connect. I saw yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. So that I can so then when I see offense rise, I just say, but you just said yes, sir. Mm. So you're now offended. Don't be offended. We have a journey this year. But I know God will be good to us. He has been good to us. With that, I ask you to have a great rest. And you can always share with me what is happening with you per time. This is what you're receiving. This is how you're feeling. Um, spiritually, though, I don't really want to do how I'm feeling this way because I thought I was talking to a person and then they abandoned me. I don't care about that. All I'm saying is as you, how you're being enlightened to, with the word. And if I don't reply on time, don't be upset. It's not easy being pastor, son. It's <laughs> uh, not easy being pastor, son. But I love you all. I love you all for the depth of my heart. Let's continue praying and let's keep moving. Have a lovely sleep, a sound sleep. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you all.